Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Um, Two quick announcements. Number one, you can comment on this episode because we have a link in the description that allows you to comment. It's a new tool we're trying out. Um, and so far, so good so far. Um, so we see how that continues to go. But let us know what you think about this episode as you're listening to it. Second announcement is I believe this is the final week for uh, the Yellow Pill Junkies campaign. So it's your last chance to let us know what you think about the podcast. Give us your feedback. It's just a quick campaign, but you stand a chance of winning uh, 25 pounds Amazon gift card vouchers at the end. Uh, we're going to do a draw and do that. But this is the last week. So um, get to do it now if you haven't done it already. And those are my two announcements. Um, hi, Wally. How's it going? Not bad, man. How are you? Good. Energized, even though I'm sleepy. Um, yeah. Yeah, weirdly energized this night. Yeah, I know. Because I have plenty of juice for you after this conversation. So. <laughs> To be fair, it's not really oh, plenty. Really? Yeah, well, not plenty well, just yet, but you can't say it I can't say it on the I can't say it on the podcast. So, guys, sorry, you're not. Well, you're my friends, but not well. If you can't say it on the podcast, then I can. I'm guessing I know what it is. <laughs> well, honestly, it's not that deep, but we'll figure it out. Ah, okay, so that's what you meant when you said, "Oh, right, it's yeah. just clocking now." Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so you're right. not. You're I was not slow on that you're, one. You know, you're egg very slow. <laughs> 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 I'm just realizing you're very slow. Um, <laughs> Anyways, anyways, so guys, we we have actually put the announcement out, but again, obviously by the time I listen to this, you know what we're talking about. But we watched what's the title of the movie we watch? The Father, right? Or do you want to say something else? Or I no, should no, just no. go ahead. That's the movie title, yeah. yeah. Correct. The movie title is called The Father. Um and as you guys know, this season what we've been doing is doing episodes, um, about certain themes and then looking for movies that reflect a theme as closely as possible because one thing we've now realized is that if the theme is not simple enough <laughs> finding a movie that has exactly what we discussed is not as straightforward as one would like to think so anyways um we found uh so we, we did something an episode on aging parents but the idea of the episode was around uh the responsibility of of you know children to their to their parents as they age filial responsibility is the official um academic term for it um, and so we tried to find a movie that um, showed some of these themes or at least one of these themes or the theme in some kind of way. Um, and during the research, well, actually, I think I mentioned this on WhatsApp. Um, it was quite interesting to see that there were a lot more Asian movies that almost hit the nail on the head in terms of the description of what we were trying to do. And mm-hmm. when I saw it, it made sense because I'm like, oh, yeah, the African culture and the Asian culture are a bit similar in that sort of like adults and responsibility for adults and care for adults kind of vibe. Just, I think the relationship between older adults and younger adults within the Asian culture and our culture as, as Africans, there's a lot of similarities there. But also I think Asians tend to pick deep stories to do movies and things around while Hollywood tends to focus. Actually, no, just the ones that we hear a lot of on in Hollywood are usually like the blockbusters and, you know, big name things as opposed to very fine and nuanced conversations. Because I think I was reading the descriptions of some of the Asian movies and they were oddly specific, right? Like very, very 
detailed in terms of what they were trying to describe. But anyways, the movie we picked was The Father. And what were your thoughts about this? Because I have my own initial thoughts about what the movie did to me. And we'll try to keep this a very quick, snappy episode. But Wally, let's hear you. I think it's probably the best movie I have watched since we started this series. Really interesting. Yeah. I think it's the best movie I've definitely seen. It beats The Marriage Story 100%. It beats Love and Basketball 100%. Why? It beats... How? No, American uh, Psycho 100%. For sure, for it sure. Beats the last one, Blue Freaking Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, I, I, think it was, I, I thought it was a great movie. I think... When I when I got ten minutes in, I was I was going to text you and say, oh, I think it's a very good movie, but I didn't want to bias like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I just I won't text you, but yeah, I thought it was a very fantastic movie because there was already plot twists from the tenth minute. Yeah, true, 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 true. And movies that are great, are movies that I can't understand. In the, <laughs> I can't understand thirty minutes in. Like, yeah. Where I need to really think about what's going on here, and it shows how advanced the director or writer, writer, oof, bro, thought about in portraying dementia. Mm. Um, I actually thought it was Alzheimer's, but I read that it was actually dementia. Dementia, okay. Because I was actually going um, to say Alzheimer's if I was going to give it all I've said Alzheimer's, but um, good that you. Yeah, that. yeah. I, I thought like when I was watching the movie, I first I, I kept thinking Alzheimer's, but it was actually dementia. Um, yeah. The difference is probably something that I need to unpack in more in more detail. But mm. yeah, though I I thought that was one of the best movies we've seen. Um, I know the best movies are movies that are like you have limited cast. I'm mean, not the best, but movies that movies like what, movies where you have limited cast showing, but still portray a very good story. Are probably movies that are so very good. It reminds me. It reminded me of Gone Girl. I don't know if you've seen Gone Girl, but it reminded me of Gone Girl in terms of. Just the depth of characters involved in the. Have you seen Gone Girl? Gone Girl. Um, I feel like I have, but I haven't. Um, I I don't seem to recall it. Okay. As well. But yeah, no, it was just a. I, um, my thoughts. It's a very very good movie. Um. Yeah, I don't know if anyone. <laughs> I I urge everyone to watch the movie. Um, cause I want, um, cause I don't want to read a plot about it. Maybe I should. I don't know if I should. Um, I, I was just opening it up, but, but yeah, you should, you should do it. Let's let's make it our thing. But you can, um, actually, okay, the plot is a bit detailed. Um, okay, so pretty much the movie centers around um Anthony Hopkins, who plays Anthony. Anthony Hopkins is like the white Morgan Freeman. True, fair point. Um, who's like been in a lot of movies as an old man, but he's still old. He's still going. Right, and then his daughter Anne is played by Olivia Coleman, who was in The Crown. Mm, yes, um, I think I, I, that was that was that was the first time I saw her in a movie. Probably Elsewhere, the else. or yeah, observe, or maybe observed her like as a spotlight actress in The Crown. Yeah, but she's actually really good. Very, Damn. very, um, very, very. She's actually really good, and then some other characters that I don't know. I don't. I don't know the main <laughs> names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie follows like Anthony. Who's who's a man who is eighty or eighty plus who's living with dementia, and it kind of starts with like Anne visiting Anthony, Anne being Olivia Coleman and Anthony being Anthony Hopkins visiting Anthony in his flat. Um, after he's driven lots of his caregivers away, right, and obviously Anthony has dementia and he keeps forgetting life events are important and yeah. where things are where things are in his flat, particularly his watch. 
that that man was particular about his watch. But I also thought that was not a coincidence, which I'll come back to later. Because mm. there was definitely a play on that watch, which I can't figure mm. out. But yeah. The time anyway, thing, he yeah. kind of told Anne at the start that he, that he thinks his caregiver stole his watch and that he will never leave his flat, you know. Mm. And then at that point, Anne tells Anthony that she's going to Paris to be with a man. And this confuses Anthony because he doesn't recall any man in her life since a marriage to James, right? Previous, previous husband. Mm. And then. And then says that, oh, well, if he keeps refusing a caregiver, she'll have to move him to a nursing home. Mm. And this is the start of the movie. So the next day, Anthony enters, opens the door, enters the flat, living room. He sees someone, a man who is unknown, Paul. Paul mm. says that he's Anne's husband. And Anthony is living in their flat, not his flat, right? So this is what Paul tells Anthony. Now, Anne returns at the same time, but it seems as if Anthony is, but, but appears to Anthony as a different woman. Mm. Right, so when so when Anne came back from going out, she did not appear to Anthony as Olivia Coleman, but as another woman. Mm. This was this was when I began to get like <laughs> like what's going what on, like, going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then, when a new caregiver, Laura, then came for an interview, and Anthony told Laura that he was that he was he was a dancer in his past, and he insisted that he doesn't need, he doesn't need any help. Mm. And then Anthony later told Laura, the caregiver interviewing for the job, that Laura reminded him of his daughter Lucy. Mm. who he had not seen for a long time but, but it turned out that Lucy actually was dead yeah right anyway Anthony was taken to, the, to, to a doctor and he turned on the idea that he had memory problems and then later he told Laura how proud he was of Lucy who's a painter again daughter who is dead but he thinks he's still alive mm. and then she tells him she's sorry about Lucy's accident but Anthony's confused because he has no recollection of the accident, right? Yeah. Anyway, as the film as the film progresses, it becomes clear that An- Anthony has been living with Anne for years, right? Mm. Through several conversations, but he still believes that he's living in his own flat. Mm. Now, this I this this I'd never figure out until maybe just now. But anyway, so after Anne comes home, um, she and her husband, who sometimes called Paul in the movie, sometimes James, <laughs> and sometimes appears as two different men. Have an argue, have an argument over a holiday that had to be cancelled because of Anthony's needs. Yeah, right. And about sacrifices that Anne has made for her dad, Anthony. Right. Yeah. Sorry about sacrifices that Anne has made for Anthony. For Anthony. Anyway, Paul then asks Anthony how long he plans to stay in their flats and annoy everybody. Hmm. This is Anthony Paul being um, Anne's husband at the time. Yeah. And then the sequence of events is repeated later. And second occasion, Paul slaps him. Anthony wakes up and walks out of a flat, finding himself in a hospital hallway. He remembers Lucy lying in a hospital bed with blood on her face. So I think mm. having flashbacks at this point. He then wakes up in a completely different bedroom, which is a nursing home. Mm. His nurse arrives, who earlier appeared both as Anne and Laura. Mm. So the same nurse that appeared in, in earlier in the movie as, as Anne and Anne. Laura. Yeah, which is the... Then appeared as his nurse. Mm. But then this time she says her name is Catherine. <laughs> and she told him that Anne has been living in Paris for a while now and visits him on weekends sometime. Yeah. Then and that nurse named Bill also visits. Mm. And now Bill then appears to be the man who appeared to be Anne's husband at the start. Yeah. But it's actually a and nurse. A nurse at right. And then I think the part the best part of the movie was when he then broke down in tears. <sighs> Yo. Broke down in tears and that's for his crying mommy. about how yeah. he couldn't understand what's going on around him. Mm. As well as Anne's appearance and, and he said I wanted his mother. 
Mm. That is losing, and it said in quotes, he's losing his leaves, the branches, the wind, and the rain. Mm. And then Catherine comforts him and tells him she'll take him out of the park later. Yeah. No, it was a, yeah. uh, it was like I was watching the movie, and maybe it doesn't help that I was, you know, eating and trying to watch it and get ready for this episode and doing a lot of things at once. But I was just like, is it that I'm more paying attention to this thing or. This thing is actually <laughs> this, this is actually like because you know you know you know you when know, when you're watching when something is like an easy watch, you can do other stuff and you're not like you can make sense of what's happening by you know just watching it at the corner of your eye and you know following the movie. But this one, like I'd watch it for five minutes and then I'm like, what's going, what's on? going on? Yeah, and <laughs> so in my head I'm like, okay, this this director and whoever wrote this thing, you know, I feel like if you ever wanted to. Not that obviously you won't exactly know what it feels like to have dementia, but I think what this movie tried to do was almost try to put you in that position where to to let you feel what it might be to be in that situation. And like, yo, like I was just like, I, you know, this hit home a bit more. And I feel like if my mom is listening to this episode, it would also hit home a bit more for her because, um, I don't know if, well, yeah. So, so my, my grandma is relatively old and, there's been initial signs of this, right? And um, yeah, it's been interesting. My mom has like taken it in like marvelous stride. Um, and for her, she just sees it as, yeah, it's just one of those things. And, you know, she's she's there and I'm just like, <laughs> I think that was even, what, that was part of the thing that inspired us to, or inspired me to mention this whole aging parents episode because not from the fact that, okay, my mom is aging, but watching my mom take care of her own aging mom and I'm like, yo, <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. No. This hit home a bit, a, a bit closely. Um, and it just reminded me of a of a bunch of different things. But one thing I, w- I we don't have to do this in sequence. But one part that um stood out to me was sort of like the effect of Anne deciding to take care of her dad the way she was. The effect on her own relationship. The relationship. Yeah. 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 That's we, pretty much why they, why they split up anyway. Yeah. Um. And for me, like. Obviously, the, the the guy, the way he, the husband at the time came off was just as someone that was super insensitive, right? Because I guess that's how the movie tried to portray it. But I guess in some ways, if you think about when you think there's an easy solution where, okay, just put this guy in a home and we can live our lives and he'll probably have better care, you'd have less stress. But then it seems practical and simple when you're on the outside just describing the situation like, oh, just put them in a home, right? But I think we could see what the movie helped us feel was Anne's hesitation to do that and also why it wasn't just a straightforward decision of putting him in a home um, and yeah like the, I remember, I'm bouncing around scenes but I remember the scene where you know she goes into the room and starts to strangle him and then I'm like yeah 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 <laughs> and then she wakes up I'm like oh bless, like, bless <laughs> you man you, you've definitely frustrated I'm like I'm like that's if the movie went in that direction, I'm like, okay, this I wasn't expecting this. So when she woke up, I was like, no, okay. I knew it was a dream because it was like 20 minutes in, or so it was still very. I, it, was t- it was very. So early, I knew yeah. it was a dream, and yeah. boy, I was still a bit shocked though yeah. that that was yeah. happening. No, I yeah. think on the point of the strain on the marriage, I think that's a very important point. I think that's mm. something an episode because. Mm, true, 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 true. I kept thinking of for better for worse in that moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, did you I find... I just thought, like... 
for better for worse it's one thing when the worst is your partner exactly i was going to say that it's like like right. your partner <laughs> and i have some problem and you can take care of your partner because you love her but it's your partner's parents yeah and then that parent being going through something bad is making your relationship bad mm. that's hard mm. and in the truth is <laughs> i think for most cases it's probably impossible to love my patients with his spouse's parents as you as would with the yours. spouse yeah even your yours and her, all, yeah. all with the spouse yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i think it must be it takes a different level of empathy but again there's also a gender b- dynamic there because mm. you know we spoke about this in the relationship before in the episode before about how research showed that women tend to women tend to um show their responsibility a lot more through emotion and care care yeah and in and and home and care care at home mm. and i think mm. this was quite evident in this because for him maybe from a man's point of view he was thinking if you can provide care financially in an institution yeah that's enough <laughs> do you know i'm laughing here because with my grandma it's 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 playing out obviously for different reasons because my uncle is not based in nigeria but when um i think I, I don't know if it was a group call that we're on oh no no i think he sent a voice note to my mom when, when the when it when it initially started like when i decided to notice that okay you know grandma was kind of like you know in and out in a way um i think my mom then sent me a voice note that he sent to her and he's like he was i was just nodding along because he was just giving practical like oh yeah because also he runs he runs like um he runs a bunch of homes that's his job like he runs oh really yeah yeah across the uk so for him it was just another like he could see and he was making recommendations on you know what they need to get her in terms of meds um and all the other things and you know what they need to be doing every day to make sure she's kind of like still very aware so for him that's how he was laying it off um i think my mom was like okay my mom is not an emotional person in that way but there was still a difference between how i heard my uncle respond to it than how my mom was responding to it as well so that's like a very like proper example of how you know the gender thing comes into play um in, in this situation and yeah you know you know as we we're talking about asian parents episode, i didn't really reflect so much around how like there's a very close example to me like right there i know i mentioned yeah, but, it's, yeah. it's... <laughs> Yeah. There's only so much like again. I guess this is why, which is why, which is why I think cinema therapy is this thing is good because mm. if you're going deeper into a topic, right, we don't just brush it and leave it, yeah, leave it alone. Because yeah, um, yeah. sometimes if we want to talk on podcasts, if we have episodes and record them, after like three days, I I remember what we spoke about and and I have new understandings mm. and things like that. Oh, I wish mm. I could actually ask this or, or share this. Mm. but it's too late now it's done <laughs> it's done we're on to the next episode yeah. alright um, so this is a bit more this gives a bit more depth yeah um, it's just maybe we need to maybe think about how we can convince others that this part two of topics is worth it's listening worth to listening to as much yeah. as the first one yeah because I'm sure people a lot of people will go by the movie choice and movie, movie topic movie yeah. title rather yeah Um, you, you know to be fair we also don't show clips of this on on the insta so technically we don't give it as much airtime as well so i guess that we will figure that out at some point um but but yeah that that's how that's going um what else did the movie do for me um yeah honestly it was it, 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 it was an emotional watch like that what last... do you think was yeah go on uh, 
why do you think was obsessed with time? So, so for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, like there are many scenes where obviously there was first reference to his watch being stolen mm. by the caregiver, which was not true. His watch being missing, which Anno find late. Anno find it somewhere. He would always like look at his empty wrist and like fiddle with his empty wrist as if his watch was there. It was time I was looking at James's watch and asked James where he got his watch from. So there was many scenes where he was obsessed with watch. Yeah. One time. And time. But I couldn't quite figure out. Yeah. It, I don't think it was that. Nothing really jumped out. I, I think for me, just the, even in the, the first scene, you could tell that the watch thing was going to be a thing because they spent quite a bit, like the first introduction of the watch was quite a lengthy scene. Um, and like first it was a thing about um, obviously something personal to him, right? Like his watch. But then it also started to be about the time as well. And then he mentioned a point where, you know, um, I think he said, the, I don't there was a scene where the last sentence he then referenced was the fact that his head knew what the time was, right? And so he just was, he was just like, the watch was just confirming what he already knew um, internally. I don't know. I don't know if that was the scene where they were, were meeting one of the potential like caregivers and, you know, talking about time for dinner or something. Anyways, like he made a reference to the fact that like his head, he knew and his body knew what the time was and he just needed the watch to confirm that. So it was just a very brief moment like that. So I, I don't really know. I guess obviously with dementia as well, the thing about losing time and losing the space within time is, is mm. a thing. So I don't know if that was also like them trying to reference the fact that, you know, time has this thing. Also like the scenes, honestly, the movie, oh my God, there were so many scenes that were acted the same. Like honestly, I, so the thing I was saying to Wally before this conversation was that it felt like watching Inception but on a less dramatic level. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because so many, or, or Tenet, like, because, uh, well, to be fair, those are the same Christopher Nolan movies or whatever. But it's like, you know, you're, it's not a linear movie in, in that sense. So I think... Yes, no, there's a lot of loop, loops of time. Yeah, which, which can get quite unsettling um, because, again, we're used to things we live life in, in linear motion and most of the movies that we watch, A happens, B happens, C happens. And sometimes we try to twist things up. It just gets confusing um, and gets too convoluted. But um, I think this didn't... Uh, at the end of the movie, you don't feel lost, is what I would say. I think there is... No, some, no, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you actually you feel heartbroken. In, I mean, I don't know how everyone's... <laughs> emotional response to it would be, but... it turns out, but... No, it that was la- very, it was a very sad ending. That, la- that last scene was not um, it, be- It was sad because it was... You, f- you finally realize how real things were. Like, mm. it wasn't just some man with dementia who was just was flipping out. Yeah. Like, he, he, you finally saw that he was actually scared. Yeah. That he couldn't figure out what was going on anymore because if, if people who you think exist no more, no more exist, people who you think are called X actually called Y, if people who you think are around are actually in Paris. Yeah. And those and those thoughts change every hour or every after every nap or after every day. Mm. Man, you gotta it's it's only it's only so much you can go without before you go crazy. And I yeah. think even when it went crazy at the, not crazy, but when it broke down at the end, that was actually a long time coming because Yeah, it's been a lot of but it's clear when you decided to get physical as well with um 
the one one of the scenes. Um, the the other thing I wanted to mention, obviously, and this connects more to um the episode, is that um just like understanding his daughter's position and all of this and her emotions through this as well. Um, you know, obviously, this is someone that has raised you, and you know, we all idolize in one way or the other our parents or the older people in our lives. Um, and you know, I think there are just points in the scene where they were just displaying for her, like realizing the kind of pain she was going through, like not the frustration of she can't live her life, but also the fact that, you know, at some point he was saying very hurtful things to her, not because yeah. he wanted to hurt her or anything. And it's like, you know, as much as you, your mind, you can be like, well, he doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's saying. I like the fact that he didn't do it as, oh yeah, he doesn't know what he's saying. But it's like, yeah, she's apologizing to the caretaker that is having to observe this, but she's also reacting to what is being said because even if she knows that, okay, yeah, he can't remember and all of these things, it still hurts, um, which is wild. Which is wild because I'm sure the person, if the person was 100% aware of what they were doing to you, they would also feel bad about it, but they don't. So, and you can't take it out on them. Um, so, yeah, it's a very... The, the, other, uh, the other thing was that... She doesn't. She didn't seem like his favorite daughter. Yes. Like the, the, yes. The yes. I actually liked. Yes. Not liked, but yes. Yes. Was Lucy. Yes. Um, who died? Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> I, I think it just shows. I think obviously she lost her marriage, she lost her life, um, but she was still willing to put him first. Despite that, you know, she said that she'll be there at six every day. Mm. for him and stuff like that and uh, it just kind of shows the reality of of mm. all of all we spoke about last week because it's easy enough when let's say i think the it's easy enough when the issues with the aging mm. parent is like physical it's not easy let me not say that yeah but, but i guess perhaps is maybe a bit less complicated because if they still have their, their mental function, you can communicate. There is no, mm, mm. you can, everything that was, everything, everything that was existed, existing yesterday is existing today in their heads. So you can follow through and, you can follow through. Yeah. There is like no lapse in reality, right? And maybe they just need help to move around. They need someone to push the wheelchair. They need someone to raise them up, whatever. And, mm. But when it's like the mental cognitive function, yeah, it must also change you because I'm just trying to think about it, like having to having to like remind someone something every time. Mm. That is annoying because when I forget <laughs> in the law, and people remind me in the law. I know how annoyed they get. <laughs> yeah, at my young age, at our young ages, rather. Yeah. Um. So the, I feel like I uh, don't let me lose this train train of thought. Oh yes. Um. So so, actually, I think I've lost it. Ew. We're talking about the mental part. Um. Anyways, keep keep talking. Maybe it will come back to me. Um. But this part ends. Um. Ends incredible work. I think. Towards 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 um Anthony her dad. In the end, she has to live her life. Yeah. That was another lesson the movie showed. That it's the sad reality is she had to live her life. She had to go to Paris because 
in in her age, after having a failed marriage, I found a man that she really likes again. A man found her. Mm. She had clearly lost the first guy because of that. Yeah. Now you can argue that the her dad revealed that the guy was not for her, which <laughs> I, which I don't know because also like am, am, we didn't get a sense of when she married James because mm. they had they had no kids, so so I don't know where kids were inten. I don't know whether having no kids were intentional or they just married very late. Right. They're just a yeah. short couple. Yeah. But the point is, she and James split up, separated because of the strain in her marriage based on her, her father. Yeah. And whether that that was the right or wrong, the point is eventually she chose to go to France. Yeah. Like she chose the furthest possible. No, okay, she didn't choose it. Well, I guess my point is she had to live her life eventually. And she realized mm. at some point, which they didn't see us in the movie, but credit to her, through her actions, we can see that she realized at some point that she has to move on. She has to move on. And that's like that's that was, that was one dark reality that I got from the movie because the other thing she could have done was to stay until and be his full yeah. time. Yeah. And then that means she's losing she lost her life. And yeah. people make those choices every day. Yeah. Or every week. Yeah. I think it's definitely a a choice by choice thing. There's no right or wrong um answer here. And and, I, and the different difference, sorry, sorry, the yeah. difference there is like it doesn't. It seems like he moved into their house when they were First, already married. Yes. Yeah. So like, already him coming into their marriage, maybe midway or three quarter way, is bringing like is is the new variable. If he was there with them from start, then that's it'll... different. Yeah. 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 Because right, part of part of their life, right? Yeah. But he came into the marriage with her and James, and he moved into their flat for years, which which we came to realize. And then it was either he moved, she stayed with him in a new flat or she moved on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So what I was going to mention was, um, I remember the last time. So um, one of the, so I don't know, so, so you guys might know Stephen Furtick, so pastor of Elevation Church in, in the US. But I think his dad um, I had, I think it was Alzheimer's as well. And on a couple of messages, he always references it. and. It was a painful period because I think um, the the dad became very difficult to to sort of like interact with, like either saying hurtful things or going out of his way to like, you know, do things that would really hurt the family. Right. But again, you know, you're not sure. I, I think this movie also showed it's where the um, Anne's husband, so the daughter's husband, was trying to was having conversations with the guy and trying to figure out if he was doing it deliberately, like you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, are you, yeah. yeah, like you know, are you, like, I do, I can't believe, like, it just feels weird that one moment you're proper and then the next moment you're kind of like making sure that your daughter knows that she needs you and she can't leave you alone. So you know, the husband is feeling like, I feel like you're doing this on purpose. Like, be real with me, like man to man, tell me what's going on. And when I was watching the movie, I felt like ah, this guy are being weird. But, you know, I'm not remembering that, you know, even in, 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 you know, this person I'm talking about, Pastor Stephen, like, he would always mention in the fact that, like, you know, you, on one hand, yes, you know the person is not 100% okay, but then, you know, there are moments where they are. So, you're now starting, to, it's hard to really draw the lines between. Draw the line, yeah. 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 That's, that's very <laughs> difficult. Oof. 
That's Man. incredibly difficult because you because you need to know what the reality is before you can For tackle them. it. Yeah, and so once you don't right. once you don't know what is reality, it's like because if if he's being angsty and if he's being mean, and you're thinking if if okay my 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 dad is X Y Z is being mean, mm. but is that is that because of his illness? Is that because he's just being mean? Yeah, mean in this moment. Yeah. Because of his illness, I'm going to react in a sick way that keeps that in mind. Mm. But if he's being mean because of his being mean in this moment, I need to react in a way so that he knows that this cannot continue. Yeah. But then exactly. if you react, if you react in a way whereby you think he's being mean, but it's actually mm-hmm. is it makes illness, things worse. Yeah. Makes it things would. worse. Yeah. And if yeah. you react in a way whereby you think it's illness, it's actually being mean, you let things <laughs> slide that it should not slide. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't react at all, that's still a reaction. Yep. Yeah, that's less, pretty much letting things slide, right? So, so, <laughs> bro, and you know it's interesting because in the episode we did, and this is why obviously the double episode thing is good. We didn't really focus on. I think a lot of what we focused about was the monetary aspects when we we're speaking about insurance and things like that. Um, and when we talked about care, I don't think we really dive, like you know went deep into this potential, um, area. Of, of cognitive care I mean I thought about it but I, w- I was never going to mention it with my mouth and say, <laughs> and say yeah that, that um, can the audience and we imagine because hey I, I don't know what we might have people listening who already have that situation going on already yeah. in this situation or have experience with it I mean it could be triggering um, it, it could it could be it could be a case of avoiding to speak ill into the world Mm, mm, yeah, all of those things. So it's better when you speak of it in a reference to something we've watched, as opposed, as opposed to, to coming out of the blue. I mean, maybe not better, but it's, it's easier. Less, <laughs> it's less. Uh, it's less scary for the for the mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think that's you know the, the movie was what an hour that's something minutes long. Um, which it, which it which, which is also an, another big impressive thing that I was glad to see that it wasn't a long movie. Mm, boy mm. even that an hour 30 minutes it, it covered a lot it covered so a going. lot right yeah and location wise there were probably like only one or two locations the hospital okay maybe three one hospital the shop downstairs and then the flat um, or maybe two different kinds of flats and the flats always look the same to me so there was that um, but yeah um, that's pretty much the movie you, we again I, we don't know if you guys listen to this and then go watch it or then <laughs> watch it and then come listen um, whichever one floats you guys as boots um, but let us know your thoughts inside I, I just remember that in the last movie we watched the Blue Valentine like someone referenced that I don't like watching like sad movies but sorry guys um, this warning is coming at the end of the episode but I guess uh, <laughs> if you don't like I watching guess, sad movies then I guess this is not for you this is never yeah I mean I don't call it sad like I don't know what movie has been sad I don't call it sad like Titanic sad or I don't think that was sad but I don't call it sad like like, I don't call it sad like from scratch sad uh, from, from 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 scratch was a very, oh okay very okay the one that you want us eyeballing to... kind of sad no <laughs> not that kind of sad or fault in our stars honestly I didn't find that I just found that cringy <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm actually not sat down to watch that movie properly because it's just yeah anything that, that packs packs too many tropes as like no, you know trigger mm, points mm, i yeah. didn't get why yeah yeah okay. yeah anyways exactly um <laughs> it is well but yeah i think this one is just a real movie mm. that's what i think it is it's a depiction of 
relevant the, and oh it brings you into what a potentially damaging illness or syndrome can be looks like rather mm. for people who are aging right, which is dementia right mm. um and it's, it shows you obviously it doesn't show you everything because you can never know what dementia feels down you have it but it gives you a good glimpse what it can feel like for all parties involved um you know, yeah and and the, the meaning is deep because it explores as i said i just said it explores dementia you know as a as a trip into his mind mm-hmm. and i think it's also deep because it shows that people grow old and ch- and kids kids will need to live their lives <laughs> that's that's almost the sad mm. thing mm. At least most kids anyway. Yeah. There'll be exceptions for sure. But most kids need to anyway because when there were always the trade-offs that have, that have to be made in these things, whether they cater to the adults who are requiring caregiving or not. Yeah. Right. And it's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And the sad thing about this case is like if you live the life that is good or bad, I don't I don't know whether you even know. In the case of Anthony. Mm, mm, yeah. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you even know where you live a life that was mm. that was good or bad? But anyway, it was a very good movie. Um I think he won an Oscar for the performance. So you and think yeah, I think he became the oldest person to have an Oscar. Mm. So, no, Anthony was a rock star in this. Like he killed his Anthony Hopkins. Like, um, oh, no, wait, okay, let me see. What did he win? Best Actor Academy Award. Was, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Best Actor in a Leading Role British Academy Film Awards as well. Best Actor British Independent. He won all the British awards and he won the US one as well. All right, let's not drag this. Um, guys, thanks for coming with us on this ride our, our goal is to try and keep these second versions um a bit more snappy straight to the point and, and all of that but hopefully you know you still grab a lot of value it's always good to tell me gist that's why it's cutting it early well there's that <laughs> there's that as well but also, i'm dead <laughs> but also but to be fair at the end of the day just is every now long but we'll find out anyways guys um maybe when we start our patreon account we'll give you access to our gist because that's what people are doing these days <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, stay peachy, stay chilly, and you know, adios. Adios, guys. And now, a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Now, we know that in our culture of 30-second content and quick sound bites makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions so regardless of what brought you here we are grateful for your time do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode also be sure to continue the conversation with your friends your family and your colleagues another way to support us is by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now we release new episodes every monday but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Pill underscore pod on Twitter. Stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking Yellow Pill with us today. I'm your co-host Wally as always, and right next to me is Toby. And we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. 
Till next time, peace and love, people. Peace and love.